Awarded an MBE for services to the arts in the New Year's Honours List 2011, Dorothy Wilson is Chief Executive and Artistic Director of the Midlands Arts Centre. Before taking up her role, she spent 14 years at West Midlands Arts, including seven years as Deputy Director, working across a range of art forms. For seven years till late 2009, she chaired the West Midlands Regional Arts Council and served on the National Board of Arts Council England. Currently chair of the boards of a number of charitable organisations, she is also a member of the Birmingham Chamber of Commerce and a board member of Dancefest, Herefordshire and Worcestershire. And today she is receiving an honorary Doctor of Letters from the University of Warwick. Uh, Dorothy Wilson, congratulations on your honorary Doctor of Letters from the University of Warwick. How does it feel? Oh, thank you very much. It's very exciting. It's, um, it was just lovely to spend time at the graduation ceremony with so many young people at the beginnings of their careers and just to think back myself to how exciting that really, really mm. was and just terrific to see the pleasure on everybody's face. So, yeah, great. And I, uh, no less pleasure on my face, I hope. And you've been working in the, the arts regionally here in the West Midlands and Warwickshire region for many, many years now. And you say that you're looking out over that sea of new graduates. For someone who would be wishing to follow in your footsteps to go into the arts, we now live in a post-crash economy. We've seen lots of cuts coming down on regional arts funding. How can regional arts thrive in today's environment? I think it's very important to recognise that um, the economy, of course, has had an impact. It's had an impact in lots of different ways. And funding is only one of those ways. Um, very, very few organisations survive because of public investment. The majority of them thrive because people want to engage with them, mm. whether that's venues like the university's great arts centre here or whether it's producing companies like Motion House Dance Theatre, which I'm proud to chair in, in Leamington, which now, interestingly, uh, six years after the crash, is in more demand than it ever was mm. before because they've found additional new markets. So they're working in the States. They've just come back from a tour of the States. They've just come back after that from a tour of Japan. So there's the the world is becoming increasingly more compact and more accessible. But people, you know, really, especially in a time of economic downturn, People do not live simply by putting bread and butter on their tables. Mm. Actually, they live and create a life which has got some value by the things that they do that celebrate those things that make them human. And a lot of those things are about the art. It's about expressing your, yourself creatively. So I, I have worked for a long time in the regional arts environment. And yes, a, an economic environment, of course, has an impact. And a political environment mm. has an impact. But there's never been a time in the getting on for 40 years that I've worked in this in this uh, area of activity where there haven't been audiences and there haven't been artists. We have to remember, too, that artists are a really, really important component of our society because they're the people that hold up the mirror to us as individuals, to us as societies, as communities. And what we see reflected in artists' work may shock, may surprise mm. us, but it can delight us. And so therefore I think the arts are safe because people will always want to be creative, they'll always want to paint pictures, they'll always want to tell stories, and that's what the arts are about. So I'm not fearful that the economic uh, challenges are insurmountable, not at all, because I know that everybody who engages, whether as members of an audience or whether as mm. professional artists or as people who make it happen, as I do, they want to make it happen. They want to connect artists with communities. So I think it's fairly safe. 
and someone wishing to follow in your footsteps from today. They've earned their degree from Warwick, but obviously, as we go out into your career, you need not your degree alone is not enough. You need you know experience and other skills that come in, yeah. and and also what you learn as soon as you leave a university and you know you enter work, you learn a whole new set of skills straight yeah. away. What should someone who is moving into the arts as a career and wants to pursue it, what should they expect to learn in, a, in the practical world? Would they would, would yeah. be enhanced by what their time here at Warwick? Well, if I can answer that question as an employer, it's very interesting. A degree is very important because it acknowledges the intensity of the study to which you've already applied yourself. The actual discipline in which you've applied yourself is much less important. What becomes increasingly important post-graduation is the experience that you've had. So what I would say is take every opportunity that there is to get experience. For those who are in a position where they can, take an opportunity as, as an intern, uh, take a job that gives you a new experience, even if it's for a fixed term or for a short-term period, get as much experience as you can. And don't be so obsessed about your career path that you might have mapped out at the age of 21, 22, 23. Because I, I slightly jokingly, but only slightly jokingly, say to my young colleagues, I'm still waiting to find out what I'm going to do when I grow up. Hmm. Because life is full of opportunities. And your uh, so a career is called a career because you career from one thing to the next. <laughs> and so I would just say to anybody who's wanting to start out now, don't think that anything is too small in terms of its experience don't think that it's not important enough for you don't think that it's far too important for you think what can I gain from this and what can very interesting coming from uh, my, my fellow honorary doctorate this afternoon really think about how you can build on that how can you be a contributor no. Don't think about what you can take. Think about what you can contribute. And I believe you're referring to Julie Meyer, I am who indeed. is also a podcast interview with Julie Meyer. Excellent. If people would like to hear more from Excellent. more about Julie, and thinking about one of your other honorary, honorary graduates who didn't graduate to, uh, with you today, but on Monday is the uh, American playwright um, Terrell McCraney, who has worked at the RSC, and he's uh, what I you know from. I talked with him about Shakespeare. You know, he obviously he has a, a love of Shakespeare as well as worked with the RSC and trained with them and directed a production of Anthony, Anthony and Cleopatra recently. Now, Shakespeare is our local poet, <laughs> yes. in a poet and playwright, in yes. effect, and he's also the greatest cultural name and brand, if you wish, we used that term in the world. Do you think here and sometimes in the Midlands we can almost forget, almost take for granted Shakespeare sometimes, that we have someone like that on our doorstep? Yeah, it's an interesting question, isn't it? I, I always think that... The only impediment to Shakespeare being recognised in every generation as the man of today is the fact that our language has changed. Mm. Because if you think about Shakespeare's work, he speaks to everyone because he talks about every human condition. Mm. Through his poetry, through his, um, particularly through his plays, you can see just about every human condition. And I think there is... So, you know, there is that saying, isn't there, that a prophet is not without honour except in his own country. Mm. That's always a risk. But I think, I mean, I'm, I've, I'm delighted to have three daughters who, over their growing up years and now in, increasingly in their 20s, uh, couldn't think of anything that they'd more mm. like to do than go and watch Shakespeare and think that they're incredibly privileged to be able to do so in Stratford mm. because it is the heart of... You know, it's not just about creating the plays on stage. We've got the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust. We've got the Shakespeare yeah. Institute. How lucky are we mm. in the West Midlands to have that? Do you often feel, though, that 
you know, playing devil's advocate here, that, you know, from your position working with the Arts Council and regionally here as well, that sometimes that we rely too much on Shakespeare, that sort of are continually producing uh, new versions of Shakespeare plays, we are maybe neglecting new emerging talents. Yeah, it's a very good question because, um, you know, if you think about the economy of Stratford-upon-Avon, mm. Were it not for Bill Shakespeare, it would be a much poorer place. Indeed. And it wouldn't get all of that kind of tourism, um, which is wonderful. And, you know, it's fantastic that people from all over the world want to come and experience that and to see where he grew up and all of those things. Um, I'd, I don't know. You know, I think that contemporary theatre is alive and well. Uh, I think it is slightly more challenged than perhaps it was because investing in new work is risky. It's risky because you have to develop audiences for that work. But I look around this region and I look at the, the work that's coming out of the theatre in, in Coventry, I look at the work that's happening here at Warwick University, I look at Birmingham Repertory Theatre, I look at the, uh, the theatre up in, in Stoke-on-Trent and elsewhere in the region, I think they're making really exciting mm. work. And it's exciting work which is about now. Mm. And it often is really about now. When you look at the commissioning programmes of those theatres, I don't think that we're relying too much on Shakespeare. I think we're respecting Shakespeare and showing him in all his glory. And as I said earlier, you know, all of those things that he shows about us about our human condition. But actually, I think in, in this region, theatre is very much fit and well. And perhaps an even more difficult question. Uh, if you were to, you know, from your position of seeing all this emerging talent across all these various art sectors and, and uh, disciplines in the region, are there any sort of, you would say, up and coming that we should be looking out for over the next 12, 24 months? Oh, any I, in all the fields? I couldn't even begin to name the number of exciting young talents that I see. I mean, at my art centre, we run a programme called Next Generation, which is for 14 to 24-year-olds. Mm -hmm. At the moment, we've got 20 young people who have made some of the most extraordinary work in response to an exhibition, which is part of the Tate Gallery exhibitions on mm -hmm. tour with us. And... I tell you, the Tate Gallery are blown away by the quality of the work that these young people are creating. I, I could probably point out four or five, but it would be invidious because I think there is such a lot of talent. And I'm very privileged because I, you know, I have an association with, with five of the universities in this region and particularly with their, their schools of performing arts, visual mm. arts, etc. I tell you, there's a lot of talent there. One of our challenges and opportunities is to keep them in the region hmm. and not to, you know, to, to discourage all of them from going off and moving to that city somewhere that's a bit further south. I, I, um, yes, I, I believe it's somewhere, I think the Romans called Londidium. I'm not entirely... Something I've heard some, that. Something, something heard akin to that. And, yes. uh, well, I've, heard, I've heard of such a place. <laughs> And also, we're now we're now thinking um, about our fiftieth anniversary here at Warwick. Next year, we do turn fifty. And as you look ahead across the arts sector in the next fifty years, or even the next ten, twenty years, what do you think are the challenges facing the people going into the arts today? Those young people who graduated alongside you this afternoon. I think that the future does have its challenges. Um, most organisations that I know um, are asking people to work harder still uh, because the resources are not there to grow staff teams significantly and the last four or five years have seen a period of contraction so that just about every organisation when it's looking at someone departing is thinking do we really need to replace that post so you need to be the standout candidate um, and there are lots of standout candidates so I, I would say that um, don't be put off 
absolutely don't be put off because there are so many different ways in which you can make your mark. You know, the 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 um, territory between, let's say, broadcast media, between the the print based media, between the creative arts, between the media sector and its particularly digital arenas, they're blurring all the time. They're blurring the distinctions between art forms, particularly in contemporary. Britain are blurring all the time and they're gaining so much richness and diversity because we've got as we've seen this afternoon fantastically rich and diverse student body mm. so that's a fantastically rich and diverse cultural opportunity so I would just say if that's the, if this is the arena in which you want to work do your absolute level best to get as much experience as you can and then try for every every position you see that you think could be valuable to you Make sure you tell them exactly what you can do and just never take no for an answer. And thinking about the broad sweep of issues we've talked about, the cultural issues, the, the funding issues, the, uh, the challenges and determination you need to be that outstanding candidate, is there a single piece of advice you could offer them just to, as, they're, as they're starting out on this journey, that one piece of, you know, one thought to send them on their way? My... My mantra, I do quite a lot of um, coaching with young voices, and my mantra is that there's one set of words that are not allowed in my teaching studio, which are, I cannot do it. You may be able to say in my hearing, I cannot do it yet, mm. but you cannot say, I cannot do it, because everybody who believes that they can do it, can do it. And with that, Dorothy Wilson, congratulations again on your Doctor of Letters today from Thank the University you. of Warwick. Thank, Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for joining me.